When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 61. How have you been feeling? How has your week been? Whatever has been going on for you this week, it is wonderful that you have shown up today for this episode. So I'd like to start it off a little bit different today. Let's all just take a moment here to think about what our intention is for the next 40 minutes or so. My intention is to record this podcast with as much love and compassion and enthusiasm as I can. What's your intention? Is it to feel a sense of calm or inner peace? Is it to understand something deeper within yourself? Is it to possibly relate to other people's questions or stories? Is it to connect to your own sense of compassion and feel your higher self? So take a moment right now to think about what that intention is. And let's all just take a deep breath together and arrive here in openness to receiving what we are looking for. The past few days, I've been thinking a lot about gratitude. You know, in the spiritual communities and self-help communities and practices, we hear a lot about gratitude and focusing on our blessings as a practice. And that is so important. But what happens, I think, is sometimes people can misunderstand gratitude. Like if you are really grateful for what you have, then you don't want or need anything to be different. And from the higher self perspective, gratitude is actually what opens you up to new possibilities. When you are truly grateful for what you have, that is when the universe knows that you're ready for more because you won't take it for granted, because you won't misuse it or abuse it, 
I see a lot of people saying, oh, I shouldn't try to get that better job. Or I shouldn't want more from my relationship. I should just be grateful for what I have. And that's why I think it's so hard for some people to find gratitude because they think if I'm too grateful, then I won't find more abundance in my life. My gratitude might hold me back. Gratitude is seeing through the lens of your higher self. It's seeing the abundance all around you. It's seeing through the lens of love that you are in a stage of your own growth and where you are right now is absolutely beautiful. But that doesn't mean more beauty won't come because when you can see the love and beauty around you and within you, it will only grow exponentially. It might not always take the form you expected, but trusting the abundance within you and trusting the path of your higher self is like getting out of tunnel vision where everything opens up, where so much more than you ever thought possible is there. So yes, wanting change and being grateful for the present moment are not at odds with each other. They work hand in hand. Well, I am very grateful for you and the honor of getting to share all of this stuff with you and the honor of getting to hear your questions and you trusting me with your vulnerability. Even if this show somehow ended today, even if it all disappeared, it wouldn't take away from all the gratitude and all the love and all the blessings that I feel in this moment. But I know it's all gonna keep coming and keep growing. And that's also the beauty of being grateful. Before I get to the questions, I wanted to give a quick reminder that this Saturday, October 23rd at 4 p.m. Eastern time is our live show on Zoom. This month's topic of our live show is higher selfing your romantic relationships. I will be giving a talk on that, talking about what our conditioning normally is around romance, how to unlearn that stuff, how to take steps to change our perspective on that. And I will also be taking all of your questions on romance topics, whether that's being single life or in a relationship or dating. You can send all those questions to me in the chat. So I'm really, really excited about this month's life episode. If you want to attend or you want to have access to the video or audio recording of the event, sign up to be an angel or miracles tier on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self. And on another note about the Patreon, I definitely want to encourage people, especially if you're sending in questions to the show, to become a patron because we release bonus episodes every other week and a lot of questions end up on those bonus episodes. So you could be missing out on hearing the answer. All right, y'all. I'm ready to get to the questions. How about you? Let's get it started. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I hope this finds you well. Thanks so much for all the work you put into responding to all the questions so thoughtfully. I'm visiting my dad for the first time in two years because of the pandemic, and I'm having a pretty lonely time. I grew up in Morocco and left at the age of eight with my mom and brother when my parents separated. My dad stayed in Morocco. 
Him and I have always had a shy relationship and he has never really asked me any questions about my life. I think for him, it has been an attempt to respect my privacy, which I think is really considerate given that he is a Muslim father and I am his daughter. During early pandemic though, he has called me more than ever and has made consistent efforts to have real conversations over the phone. So I think I was really expecting a shift in our relationship before I arrived to Morocco to visit him two weeks ago. But since I got here, it's like these phone conversations and his opening up have disappeared and I struggle to fill the silences. When I share something about my life or ask about his, the conversation really never picks up or evolves. I'm really talkative and extroverted person, but my dad's lack of curiosity about my life discourages me from sharing things with him. And then I feel embarrassed by my inability to be outgoing and carry a conversation. And I feel like I'm misrepresenting who I am. I'm still here for a month and our silent car rides are starting to break my heart. I have suggested a few activities we could do together in hopes to find some kind of connection, but he always declines and tells me he'd be happy to drive me there though, like as if I was asking him a favor. I don't want him to be my driver. I'm feeling like I'm not putting enough effort to entertain him or open up to him, but at the same time, I'm angry that he isn't asking me a single thing about my life after not having seen each other for so long. Before coming here, I was telling my therapist that I wanted to learn to be more vulnerable with my dad and his side of the family during this visit, but I honestly don't feel like my tears would be welcome. I think expressing my sadness would further alienate me from them. I don't know where to begin in terms of even asking for advice for this, but any new perspective would be welcome. Thank you so much. Hi, hun. I'm sorry this trip has been difficult for you. Relationships with our parents are so hard, and I know you had high expectations for your trip there. Your dad's inability to open up has nothing to do with you and everything to do with him and how he has been conditioned and also aspects of his personality. It's not a sign of him not loving you. Sometimes when people get older, they get even more set in their ways and it's hard to do things outside of their comfort zone. But I wouldn't shy from telling him how you feel. The key is to do it from the perspective of your higher self. Your higher self is fully accepting, not only of where you are in your own growth, but also where other people are too. Being extroverted is easier for you than him. He might feel a lot of pressure for you to have a good time as well, and he's just trying to give you independence and space. He may feel it's hard to relate to you because he's different, or you've had so much distance in your relationship. He might not feel like he has the right to ask you about personal things in your life. Or he could be going through something challenging. He might find comfort in the silent car rides, whereas they make you uncomfortable. There are a number of things that could be going on. And when you see him, not just as the role of dad, who is supposed to be this way or that, and when you see yourself, not just the role of daughter, who is supposed to please their parent, it's easier to have compassion for each other and be open to and unashamed about who you are and what your needs are too. I think telling him how you feel without having an expectation on how he should react could be really healing for you. You can set an example of vulnerability and love and acceptance because the truth is you don't need your dad to behave a certain way in order for you to know he loves you. It would be great if he was the way you wanted him to be and it would be 
great if he could completely see you the way you want to be seen. But the reality of all our familial relationships is that we don't have control over other people. We can only have control over how we show up with love and acceptance. We only have control over whether we love and accept ourselves enough to not be ashamed of our feelings or expressing them or needing someone else to validate those feelings. You said yourself that your dad has opened up a lot in phone conversations. And I think the pandemic was an eye-opener for a lot of people of the things that they've been missing out of, of what's really important. And just because it seems now that those conversations didn't happen, they did happen and they still hold meaning and they still matter. I don't believe that he's totally closed off to you now and I don't think you do either. So don't give up, babe. Don't give up on him because he isn't actually what you want ideally in a father. Through the eyes of your higher self, you can see he loves you the best way that he knows how right now. So don't shy from telling him how he could do better, how what he does makes you feel, how you want him to ask about your life. I don't think holding that stuff in will really serve you. You told your therapist you wanted to be more vulnerable. And I think that vulnerability looks like you being unashamed of your feelings and showing your dad who you really are. And I think he's gonna be really proud of you, whether he knows how to express it or not. But in the meantime, also don't miss out on having a fun time in Morocco. I know you feel lonely, but sometimes these moments in our solitude, we can have a lot of growth, a lot of spiritual growth, a lot of inner growth. Being in places where we're not totally comfortable, being in places where we don't have our normal community, being in situations that are kind of challenging in different ways. This trip has more meaning than just your relationship with your father. It's also having meaning to your roots. It's also meaning to who you are in your identity, even outside of that family, just who you are with your ancestors and the beauty of that culture. So take advantage and make this trip what you really can learn from and grow from and be inspired by. You still have time. Let yourself enjoy it. Let yourself have some fun. It might not look like exactly what you had hoped, but that doesn't mean it can't turn into something really beautiful. Sending you lots of love, babe. Content warning. The following question and episode deal with domestic abuse. Hi Bunny, I'm writing you an email rather than voicemail because the issues I'm about to talk about involve a friend who's in a physically abusive relationship, so I would like to protect both her safety and mine. I moved back to my hometown a few years ago and have reunited with an old friend. She has been in a relationship for several years with a man who is physically, emotionally, and verbally abusive to her. Since we have started hanging out again, she has talked about his anger issues at length, but within the last year, she has told me the extent of her abuse. He hits her, he puts his hands around her neck, and grabs her by her hair, to name a few. The emotional toll this relationship has had on her is heartbreaking. She is a shell. I want to be there for her as much as I can. I have offered my place up for respite and listened at length about all his shitty behaviors. A pretty common routine will be there will be an episode where he is violent. She will call me hysterical and in a panic and a state of emergency. 
We make plans for her to come over and stay with me. Then things cool down and she doesn't end up coming over. Then there's a state of not wanting to talk about it on her and saying things like, I just need to work on my own issues that are contributing to our fights. She knows what he is doing is wrong, but she won't leave him. She is financially bound to him along with wanting to have a baby and, and thinks he is her only option for that. She is in her late 30s. I know I can't make her leave and I can offer all the support in the world, but if she isn't ready, there isn't much I can do. My question is, what should I do for myself? I find myself feeling resentful towards her for putting me in this position. I have taken days off work and rearranged my schedule so many times to prepare for her coming over after he abuses her. I feel her suffering, but I also feel like I'm being dragged into this relationship. I don't want to shut her off, but I also realize this dynamic between the two of us is toxic for me. I don't like feeling resentful towards someone I care about. I myself have been in extremely emotionally abusive relationship, so it's very triggering for me to hear about his behavior. Woo, that was a mouthful. Thank you so much. Oh, hun, I am so sorry that this is happening, that you have to witness this. It's heartbreaking to hear what's going on with your friend. I am, just like you, very concerned with her safety, with how this could escalate, with how much danger that she is in. But I think that you've been doing everything you can and I think you've been doing everything right. You have not shied away from telling her he's abusive, you have offered her a place to go, you've been there for her, and you're right, you can't make her leave him or get out of that situation. I am concerned for your triggers too and this toxic situation. No matter what, your physical, spiritual, and emotional health needs to be your priority. You becoming triggered doesn't help the situation either because it makes it harder for you to align with your higher self and know what choices are right for you. So I would recommend having a heart-to-heart with your friend and tell her that your door will always be open when she is ready to leave her partner, but you need a boundary because the situation is becoming unhealthy for you. Tell her it's triggering you. Be honest the way you've been honest with me. She needs to know how much this is affecting you as well. She needs to know that you love her and that's why you can't sit there and watch her go through this cycle over and over again. You need a boundary from this and only you know exactly what that should look like. It might be not talking about him with her, which I think could be really difficult, or it might be taking a break from their friendship unless she's ready to leave him. You don't have to give her a timeline for the break that you need because honestly, you don't know what that timeline is yet, but you do need time apart from this. Sometimes when we don't make a necessary boundary, we can end up enabling toxic behavior unknowingly. You walking away could be a catalyst to her making a change, but if not, it's not your fault. None of this is. I didn't leave my abusive relationship for five years. And honestly, sometimes I think about the friends I had back then who had witnessed the abuse but never said anything to me about it. They never said how much I deserved better. I'm sure if they did, I wouldn't have listened. <laughs> because I was so like brainwashed in manipulation. But looking back now, it makes me sad to think they couldn't say anything or they shouldn't say anything. 
You are an amazing, loving, and caring friend. There's no doubt about that. Keep following what your heart and your higher self is telling you. You can't take care of anyone if you're not taking care of yourself. Don't let his toxic and abusive behavior reach you. Protect yourself and do what you need to do to stay safe. Sending you so much love. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for doing this podcast. Um, I found your podcast uh, around like nine or ten months ago whenever I was like really struggling during COVID, and it helped me a lot, so I'm really grateful to you for that. Um, first of all, I um, I came from like a pretty judgmental household, so I grew up kind of thinking that's the way to think and being pretty judgmental. And when I, I was, you know, doing a job I didn't like, but I was being really harsh to myself about judging myself for not liking it, not being grateful, whatever, and like finding a podcast and starting on a spiritual journey, meditating, yoga, all this other stuff has really helped me. I quit that job. I'm on a different career path. I'm so much happier I'm so much gentler with myself. I'm not so judgmental of myself and the things that I want. And I trust myself a lot more. So all those things are really great. And the people around me notice, you know, my boyfriend notices that I'm much more supportive of him and, you know, nicer to him and um, less judgmental of like him and also other people around us. Um, so all those things are good. But the issue that I'm having now is that pretty much every month when I'm PMSing, I have pretty bad PMS and I feel like I kind of revert back to my old self. Like I become very judgmental, pretty angry, and um, especially with my boyfriend, since we spend the most time together, I feel like he gets most of it of me just not just being mad at him for things he's doing now, but for things that he did in the past, um, like throughout the month where whenever I'm not PMSing, he, it could have slightly bothered me, but I'll let it go um, or be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But then when I'm PMSing, I'm like, I can't believe I let that go. Like, how can you let him treat you like this? And I just like, to him, I think it feels like I'm picking fights because I'm just like complaining about everything that he does when I'm PMSing. And, you know, it's, I feel like it's almost more than that, too, because I kind of have a meditation practice now, and a lot of times I feel like I can tap into, like, this amazing feeling of, like, love and peace 
and whenever I'm PMSing, I really just can't tap into it at all. And I just, I feel like my serotonin is super low and like maybe I need to just go to the doctor um, and get like serotonin for PMDD or if you have any advice on um, things I can do to try to like tap into my higher self or my, or the love that I have the rest of the month during my PMS or, you know, should I listen to, you know, all the anger that I have during that time? Like maybe there's a point there, you know, I, I go back and forth, but like whenever I'm not PMSing, I really don't feel that same anger or that, you know, I have a bad boyfriend or anything. It's only during my PMS that I really feel that way. So it leaves me kind of confused. Um, and yeah, I generally am kind of just like way less happy when I'm PMSing and I'm not sure what I can do about it. So any advice you have to help with that would be wonderful. <laughs> so thanks so much, Bunny, and have a great day. Babe, hormones are so powerful. And when you're PMSing, your hormones are causing mood swings and that is totally okay. This past year, I was diagnosed with primary ovarian insufficiency, which basically means your egg count is way low for your age and you have premenopausal symptoms. Going through that process has helped me realize how little we as a culture talk about how our hormones are affecting us and what little compassion there is out there for people who have their periods or are menopausal. When you are feeling angry and emotional, that's when you need to be even more compassionate towards yourself. That's when you need to be patient and let yourself move through your bad mood. You are allowed. It's not some personal fault. It's not some personal failing or a sign that you're regressing in your inner growth. It's a sign that you are hormonal. Your higher self is totally compassionate and accepting for what you're going through. And your boyfriend should be compassionate about that as well. That doesn't mean he should just sit there and take all the things you say to him. It means that he has awareness that you don't have total control over how you are feeling in those moments. When you acknowledge that PMS makes you extra sensitive, you can make boundaries and changes to support you the best way that you can. For you, I would definitely recommend taking some space from your partner when you're feeling this way. If you notice your anger and sensitivity building up, if you notice yourself getting frustrated with them or annoyed with them, go out by yourself, do something nice for yourself, go to another room, watch your favorite TV show, eat your favorite treats, journal, do what you have to do to get through it with the least amount of drama and the least amount of self-judgment. We live in a very patriarchal world and because of that, there is really very little education or awareness about reproductive cycles in general. And so many people suffer alone thinking there's something wrong with them for feeling the way they do. I also wouldn't shy away from talking to your doctor about what you're going through. There could be a hormonal imbalance happening that can be addressed. I've also been seeing an acupuncturist to help with my symptoms as well, and it is really, really helpful. So definitely look into holistic approaches to easing PMS symptoms and talk to your OBGYN. 
You asked me if there was a higher self perspective you could use, and that is to be extra kind to yourself in those moments. Don't shame yourself because it's not your fault. The less you shame and guilt yourself, the more you can start building more awareness of those triggers, of your feelings, and walk away instead of engaging in fights that only make you feel worse. Our culture tries to make us feel like our periods and hormones are a problem. But the problem is how those issues are understood in our culture. There is nothing wrong with you, hun. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're doing a great job with your inner growth, sweetheart. This doesn't take away from that. Just keep taking care of yourself. Hi, buddy. Um, I'm going to actually just start this off with asking my question right away and then just kind of continuing into why I have this particular question. So my question is, how do you truly learn to love yourself? Because I'm 35 and I still don't know how to truly love myself. I, my, my entire life, I've been seeking love in so many different ways. Um, whether that be from being in toxic relationships, toxic marriages, um, but in this whole process of trying to find love, you know, I don't think I've ever really truly loved myself or have been able to sit back and be okay with just being alone with myself and sitting with myself. I've been in therapy for the past nine months and it's been the best thing that I've ever done for myself. And now I am having to switch therapists and it's a very scary process and you know, it's a different type of therapy and, you know, I'm kind of feeling like there's a million different things wrong with me. You know, I've been recently diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and it makes me feel like, okay, if that's what's wrong with me, then is this why I haven't been able to find the love that I'm looking for in somebody else? Because I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like I truly love myself. I have everything that I've ever wanted. I have a great life. I have a great job. I have tons and tons of success and tons of people that love me, but I don't think that I truly love myself. And I really need to figure out how to love myself because I don't think I can survive any longer this way. And I just, I need help. You know, maybe some people close to me can't can't help me with because I don't want to feel, I don't want to be too vulnerable with, with my family and friends. I want to, you know, act like I'm strong and I constantly tell my friends that I'm okay. I'm okay. And, you know, I'm not okay because even though I get through these hard, hard, hard experiences, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I say I'm okay, but still not okay. Not like, if I'm sick of saying that I am and pretending like I am, I don't, I don't know what to do to, to be happy with just me and be comfortable with just me. Um, you know, I have it. I don't, I don't have the best coping skills to deal with, you know, constant loss of people in my life that, you know, are protecting themselves from me hurting them. And, you know, I, I, I just need help and positive help. And I need to feel like I'm not being judged or, you know, diagnosed because that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to this message and thank you for everything that you do and, you know, thank you for being a really positive light in a lot of people's lives. I have a meme that says, how do I love myself? Hire self. Stop trying to convince yourself that you don't. 
Loving yourself doesn't mean you're happy all the time. It doesn't mean you don't struggle. It doesn't mean you don't want to change things about yourself. It doesn't mean you don't have self-loathing thoughts. Loving yourself is acknowledging that love is within you even when you don't feel it. The fact that you called this podcast, the fact that you got a therapist, the fact that you even acknowledge your feelings is proof that you do love yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't care. Our culture has a really distorted view of what love is. That love is this possession and it comes in and out of our lives. You either have it or you don't. But love is always there because love is within you. You were born with it and it never goes away. It's just that sometimes you don't have the awareness of its presence. Love is a state of awareness. Love is who you are, whether you're conscious of it or not. But I can tell that you are conscious of it. Every time you make a choice to work on yourself, where do you think that choice is coming from? When you decided to call in, where do you think that decision came from? When you think about your friends and your family, when you show up for them, even the thought that you don't want to burden them with your feelings, which I will address that issue in a moment, but even that comes from a place of love and care and compassion and just trying to be loving towards them. You are so full of love, sweetheart, but you don't let yourself acknowledge it. You're holding yourself to a standard. The standard is you need to be different than who you are. And that is why you think you don't love yourself. But I'm here to tell you it's not the lack of love that's the issue. It's the standard you hold yourself to. You said in your voicemail you want to be strong, not vulnerable. But sweetheart, vulnerability is strength. Being honest about your struggles and your feelings is power. Letting yourself feel all your feelings and not shaming yourself for having them That is the opposite of what you've been conditioned to believe strength is by a society that doesn't deal with its issues. And that's why it needs so much healing. You can't begin to heal without acknowledging that you need it. And babe, we all need it. No matter if we have a supposed good life, we've all been conditioned to not acknowledge the love that is within us. We've all been conditioned to believe we need outside validation to be enough that we need proof, that we need to find something outside of ourselves to finally give ourselves validation. We've all been conditioned to believe if we don't have certain things, it's our own fault and it's because we're not good enough. Every person listening to this podcast right now is in the process of unlearning this stuff just like you. We're all doing it together. And as someone who also has a mental health diagnosis, I want to tell you that diagnosis doesn't define you. It's simply a way that your brain processes information. And the more you learn about your diagnosis, the more you can learn how to manage it. And that is exactly what your path is right now and what you're doing right now and what you've been working on. So you should be really proud of yourself for that. I am so proud of you. I can feel simply from hearing your voice what a thoughtful, caring, open-hearted person you are. You don't need to be anyone but you. And I know that the people in your life would love to be there for you whenever you trust them enough to open up. When you don't share your vulnerability with your loved ones, you deny them the opportunity to show you how much they care. They might not always get it right. There might be a learning curve 
aunt giving you what you need because you haven't told them before. But that's okay. They don't have to be perfect, just like you don't have to be perfect. On this path, when we start to become more aware of the thoughts we're having or the issues we need to address, it can feel overwhelming, I know. But that is also a sign you're making progress. It's one step at a time, honey. I promise you, you are worth it. Well, that wraps up episode 61. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to see you this Saturday at our live episode on Zoom. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash XO Higher Self to be an Angels and Miracles tier, and I will be sending you that private Zoom link. Remember to hop on to the Higher Self Community Discord. If you have any need for support, people are on there asking for advice. If you want to show up for other people, people are sharing their affirmations, their inspirations, their recommendations for books and spiritual teachings. It's really, really great. The sign up for that is also in the show notes, as is the link to our Patreon. All right, y'all. Have an amazing week. Remember to be compassionate with what you're going through. That's what our higher self is. It's, it's literally compassion at every single step. That is what gets you through it. So no more shaming, no more guilting ourselves for not always getting it right. That's not what this is about. This is about encouragement. This is about compassion. This is about patience. This is about helping ourselves. Finally, giving ourselves the love that we've always deserved. All right? I love you so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 